exemplary and great result on Saturday. How have you reflected on the performance since? Yeah, I think it was a real positive from so many aspects, whether it be from how we responded to the Forest game on Wednesday with such a heavy week, with you know some of the play and the quality first half, with how we how we kept the ball, how we managed regains, but the chances we created and. Um, you know, I thought we, we caused them problems out of possession first half, especially with how we set up. Uh, nice to obviously score a couple of goals. And then and then normally second half, obviously for so many different reasons, you could see there was elements of fatigue, but I thought what we showed was a real togetherness, a real, you know, um, team spirit to do everything we can to defend our goal. I thought some of the defending in the box was outstanding, the blocking shots, stopping crosses, you know, clearing things, you know, and then getting out of the box. I thought there was a... Like I said, so many positive aspects from you know so many different areas of the game. Because it could have perhaps gone either way how you responded to the disappointment of the Forest game. Was it about mentality as well as the actual football performance? Definitely. And I think that's a big bit we've spoken a lot about. I think it's a big bit for the group. I think we've shown that in the, you know, the four FA Cup games, we've shown the level we can hit. Um, and even in some of the league games, you know, Hull, Watford... Now, Middlesbrough, obviously, we've, we've shown what we're capable of. I think it's now, you know, it's how do you consistently, you know, um, deal with pressure? How do you consistently deal with a level of expectation? Um, and and that, that comes down to the mentality, which, again, I think the lads are, the lads are constantly improving for me. When, when I, you know, I'm fortunate I get to see them up close every day and know them inside out. So, again, I think, you know, when I look at the progress they've made in, you know, was it three months? You know, it's, it's been terrific, to be fair. Um, and... The bit that excites me is there's still so much to come and so much to do. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it, that, that, that's the biggest bit—the the mentality and, and understanding how to, you know, how to be ruthless and how to win games. And you have had to call on your squad. Harry Cornick came off at half time, though. What was the reason behind that? Just he'd given everything for the team. He'd obviously not played a huge amount of minutes um, recently. So again, I, you know, that was the challenge of all of them when you're on the pitch: run until you can't <laughs> run anymore. And he definitely did that. I thought he was excellent. I was really pleased for him and, and with him. So I thought, you know, he I said it after the game on Saturday. He's everything you want in the squad. He, his personality, how he trains, does things properly. He's can't speak highly enough of him. So I was delighted that he, you know, he grabbed the opportunity and did really well. Um, and, and that was it. Ultimately, I thought he'd run himself into the ground off the back of, you know, an increase in workload for him over the course of the week. Have you been impressed with his attitude then, waiting for his, his chance to come? Yeah, definitely. Like I say, he's. He's done a lot of small group sessions because we've had so many games and there's been a lot of, you know, sort of match day plus two sessions to two days after a game where, you know, you tend to train with a group of eight, ten max because some are recovering and, and there's a small group training. He's done a lot of those sessions and he's been terrific. You know, he's kept his head down. He's, you know, he's worked hard. You know, I have a good relationship with him. I speak with him regularly as well, which I think is important. And, and you know, it's players, you know, they, it looks slightly different for each of them and it's... As I've said numerous times, it's about being ready when you're called upon and making sure you put the team ahead of yourself. And, and Harry epitomises that. He's, he's been terrific. You've got a few players out injured. So Cal Naismith played for the under-21s at the weekend. Have you got an update on any of those injuries as to when they might return? Yeah, there's a few that hopefully will be back this week. Tomorrow might be a tiny bit too early for some of them, but there's, there's another 21s game where you know, Rob Atkinson will, will probably get some more minutes in that. Cal might be another one. So, again, I think it's a case of yeah, make, making sure that Rather than force and rush them and, and have them around it, we have got at the minute some depth. It, what, what it will do is obviously bring added competition where we, you know, once we get everybody back, we might be leaving people out of the squad. So again, that brings a pressure on the group and a pressure on the individuals to, to step up and deliver consistently. So um, yeah, hope, hopefully in the next sort of week, we'll, we'll see some more faces available for selection. 
How's it been sort of managing certain players and thinking sort of Sam Bell missed his penalty, hasn't scored for a while. Does he just need a goal to boost his confidence? That must be a, a challenge for you as a manager. I think it, that a goal will help him. I'm not stupid enough to, to think it won't. But at the same point, I think it's, it's understanding what you're, what you're looking for. And again, his performance at the weekend, his performance at Forest was very, very good. Um, I know he'd obviously be frustrated with the chance on Saturday, but when you when you look at what he did in possession, when you look at his you know the defensive contribution and what he brings and doing doing his job for the team, he, he's, he's done an excellent job of that. So again, I'd be slightly more concerned if you know he wasn't doing that or he wasn't having the chances. So you know, as we wasn't doesn't feel forever ago we're having a similar conversation about Tommy Conway missing a few and obviously he then goes on and and scores numerous goals. So yeah, it's it's just that case. I think it's it's you know having honest conversation. Belly's one that's you know tough on himself to be fair obviously with his you know uh, his uh, understanding his knowledge of the game so he's he's in a good spot he's he, for, for me I, you know I've been really pleased with his performances recently and of course a tough challenge on Tuesday Southampton on a ridiculous 25 unbeaten run are you approaching that game any differently or is it just another championship game that that you've got to take on yeah same process for every game for me whether it's Southampton on that run or whether it's someone that's not exactly the same process so um, I watched them yesterday against Huddersfield guys have done their work we've had a meeting this morning about it create the game plan spend time you know putting together the presentation for the players you know collecting the information to go out right, what does the group need to be ready um, which will deliver today and tomorrow um, and, and you go again that's the uh, that's the division I mean of course they did concede some goals but they've got such power power going forward haven't they yeah, I think you you only have to look at the depth they've got, the changes they can make. You know, even at the weekend where you you know a couple come off injured and you see what they bring on, um, and that's that's where they're at. Right, they've just come down from the Premier League after being there for so many years that you'd expect that to a certain extent. So, at the same point, you have to give you know Russell Martin you know a huge amount of credit for. It's not always easy managing a group of people that come down from the Premier League, um, and you know he's done a terrific job of it. So, um, but at the same point, you know it's one of one of my early games where. I remember we could have arguably won, been one or two ahead at half-time um, and then obviously uh, conceded a, a terrific goal second half. So, you know, we, we have to call on that experience as well. How difficult is it to come up against these teams that are relegated from the Premier League? They have such big resources, don't they? So, the same as when you play Premier League teams in the FA Cup. I say, ultimately, it's still 11 v 11 when you step on the pitch. Um, uh, for me, it's making sure we control what we can, and that's you know the detail, the information we give the players, and then the players controlling their heads. And uh, we've got some really strong players here that you know, like I said, I'm excited in terms of where they can get to because I do think, although some have improved, I still think there's a you know a huge amount of room for growth still. So again, I think that's the bit for me is you can never step on the pitch and be in awe or fear of anything. I think you know we have to. You know, call on the fact that we played sides you know, at that end of the table that have you know, been on good runs, etc., and, and stopped them. So you know, we'll, that'll be the aim to do that again tomorrow night. And you have to look at it as they have to be beaten at some point. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Of course, runs and forms and all the records, all that stuff's there to be broken. So why not us? Thank you, Tom. Good luck. Thank you. How long did it take you to formulate a game plan if, you did, if it was this morning then? <clears throat> Quite a while. So we started, we started on them. So I get the organiser last week. So, um, hence, I then watched their most recent one yesterday. Um, so it, it takes a lot of time, you know. Not again. We have a, a you know a team of analysts that will cover certain games and code them, and then drop certain bits on the, the staffs. We'll watch games, 
we we had a meeting on Friday about it. You know, I watched them yesterday. Another meeting this morning, this afternoon after training. So it, it, it's it's a huge process. It takes a lot of time just just to identify trends, things that they do. How do we get success? What what team do we need to pick? How do we need to you know work what we want to do in order to get success? Um, Sheridan touched on that with a question. Do you, do you have an opinion on the parachute payments? So I appreciate the championship sort of newish in terms of the stuff beyond just what goes on the pitch, but. Do you feel, because it's something that this club's certainly been strongly against for quite a long time now, do you have a kind of a personal opinion at all on parachute payments and what they do to the league? I wouldn't say I have a strong one. Naturally, it means it's an uneven playing field when you start the season, right? I think in terms of resources available. I also understand the impact it can have, you know, of a team coming down. But for me, I'd equality, keep everything on an even playing field for me. Um, how's Cam, by the way? Because he came off on Saturday. Was it his knee? He looked to yeah, a little, little, little knock on the back of his knee. It doesn't seem to be anything major. So yeah, well, he was in yesterday. Saw Prox yesterday. So Prox wasn't overly concerned. So we need to. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow up again this morning when he when he's in. So he's one a bit like Matty James last week. Sort of he will train and then kind of see how it reacts. And yeah, more less less on the training just because obviously we're still two days after a game. So they'll all come out and have a look, and we'll go through what what we want to do. But again, I think it'll be more in terms of seeing how he reports this morning. Um, be any walking football before this game? <laughs> I didn't realise until the lads told me about it. Um, possibly, yeah. It was it was one of those where it's, it's quite difficult sometimes just to challenge them. Um, to not run as flat out and you know when you want to manage their energy and you know be sensible about it we uh yeah we started on on Friday with a little bit of walking football which was qu- quite funny to see and it wasn't until like I said afterwards that I got informed that was a uh, JMI celebration. Is that the first time you've done that here? <clears throat> yeah and yeah. But it's something you've done previously yeah or was it like just a moment that you thought would be good? Yeah no it, it, <clears throat> it, it, it came to us a little bit on a Thursday, we thought about it. Thursday evening, around just, just yeah, mad things come to the head. But we, I have done it before. Um, like I say, it's not something that we consistently do. I just think, in, given the program, the period, it was, uh, yeah, and it, it creates a bit of fun, you know. Which else I think, in terms of helps of engagement, I think the players are, you know, are, are enjoying what they're doing. They tend to be more focused. So again, I think it was a, it was a good, it was a good day. To be fair, they were, they bought in, and it was, it was quite funny to watch. With um, Harry Cornick, you talk about him there, um, and you, you mentioned before kind of about his attitude, his professionalism, <clears throat> his kind of selflessness, if you like, within the squad. Um, how much of that is on him? I appreciate a large part of it, but like, do you have to do certain things to engage players to be that way? Because I can imagine at certain clubs, it doesn't, as sort of good as the individual is in that way, it can be hard to then keep them focused. Yeah, th- Big parts, obviously, with a player, but you know, I, like, I try to over communicate. I think that's really important. I think, um, I, you know, I, I talk a lot around the culture that we have and people putting the team ahead of themselves. And you know, the only way that I mean, a lot of people can say they do it, but it's actually how do you action that? How does it live? And that's how you come in every day, whether you're in a good spot, poor spot, whether you're in the team, not in the team. How do you, how do you, you know, make sure that we put the team ahead? And that that. It takes a lot, of, you know, conversations for me. I have a lot of one-to-one meetings. I have a lot of chats with the players, you know, just to try and be proactive with it, just to try and keep people, you know, keep keep everybody kind of on on track because I know how quickly it can change as well. You know, it's a great example of the, you know the period we're in now that we have had needed everybody, um, whether it be for injury, whether it be through fatigue, whether it be through just people meriting it. And again, I think the the biggest thing is the controllables. If uh, 
pretty much every player wants to play, right? I think, you know, it's then how do you act? Does it move you closer to getting what you want or further away? And again, I think that, you know, it's just being quite honest and upfront with the players. And I think, you know, understandably, you get some that get emotional there and then, but I do think it has a big impact on the culture that they carry respect for you, you know, a couple of days later or a few hours later when the emotions settled, at least, you know, we've tried to do it properly by being open and, and you know, communicating with me. I think, you know, it goes a long way that with players for me. Because I guess as well, considering the sort of the amount of young players in the building, having him do that is a fantastic example that Phil was further down the club. Yeah, terrific role model. Like I said, he, he he's and they're not easy sessions to do sometimes, you know, especially when we've had so many games. Because there's, there's only so many sessions you can do when you've got eight or ten players. So again, I think you know the staff do a great job, and as do the players. I think in terms of we work really hard to try and give them the best program of what they need rather than you turn up and it just be a generic session. We, we, we try to put a lot of time, effort into planning those sessions so that you know, players get what they need individually, um, position-specific work. We try and you know, make sure that players you know, understand that we want to help them because ultimately, if you know, that, that's for me how you, you create and generate and use competition. It's not just having the players in the building. It's how do you support them, how do you challenge them, how do you show them what they need to get better at. And then how do you run a programme that allows them to then show that. So, like I said, Harry's, Harry's one that's been terrific for for the culture in terms of what he brings energy, but also in terms of how he goes about his business. And you've kind of appreciate he's flexible, adaptable, does lots of things in different ways, but he's sort of now almost operating in that slightly more withdrawn role. Do you kind of see him, that's his primary role? Or, you know, you literally sort of plug him in wherever suits him given the game state at the time? Yeah, I think it's... I think, I think it's a real strength for him, to be fair, the fact that we can play him in numerous positions. I think, obviously, understandably, we've we tended to go with Tommy and Naki as the 1-9, which we play one. So when you then look at it in terms of where else, then is it is it sort of top of the box? Is it is a 10 or is it, you know, he's shown as well. I can't remember the game now where he came and played wide and put in a couple of great crosses. What game was that? Coventry, maybe. Might have been, I want to say it was a, might have been Coventry, maybe a home game as well. It was a home game. Watford? Might have been, yeah. He came on, didn't he? He came on. His, <laughs> yeah. We've had that many games. I can't remember them all now. But I remember he came on there and he put in a couple of great crosses. So, again, I think it's, it's a real strength for his, but it's also massive for, for me, but also for the team and that, you know, we can bring him on. And I think you, what, what he's done in every time he's come on, he's had impact. You know, even Southampton away, I remember the counter-attack where he runs through. You know, he, he did the same when he came on. What game was it recently? Leeds. Yeah. Where, yeah, where, yeah. Pringy has the shot, doesn't he? Because I remember Naki being annoyed that he didn't oversee and leave it for him. So I think, to be fair to Harry, he's come on and had impact. Um, so and that's for all the lads. You know, Belly's played left, he's played right, he's played wing back. If you look at a lot of the lads, we've we've moved them around a little bit. Which again, I think is like I've said, it's more around how do you get a player in a position to bring his strengths, which might change game to game. There's been a degree of debate <clears throat> around the kind of the <clears throat> formation changes in game on Saturday. Um, I just wondered. And if I'm being honest, I'm usually quite hot on this. I kind of didn't quite pick it at times during the game. But like, what was your kind of rationale where you switched? And what were the switches, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> I think it's quite clear. The, the, the change tends to be out of possession more so than it. Yeah. So there wasn't a defining first half, second half. Yeah, we, we, we flipped just before half time. And again, I think it's... When you, when you, if you remember the last sort of the, the final five, ten minutes of the first half... It went from us being in quite good control with the block, with them rotating and yeah. kind of pinning us back in a little bit, which you're then vulnerable in certain areas. So again, hence, you know, and that's why Belly's been great for us that we we can easily change in game if we need to. You know, in order to, you know, uh, I think when 
when you've got the four, it tends to be easier to get pressure a little higher up. When we go to the five, sometimes it's a little bit deeper. But again, we've also pressed well with the five, as, you, as you'll see, you know, when we play Coventry away. So I think it's a, it's a big strength for the groups. It's also a big strength of ours that, you know, we can play a four, we can play a five. You know, and it doesn't, it doesn't massively look different or change hugely. Um, it's more around. And again, I think that's, the, for me, the beauty of football, that it doesn't have to be the same or look the same for a whole game. It's, of course, we want to control games in certain ways, but on certain... Certain days, can you find a different way to win when it's it's not you know quite right, or at the weekend when your energy is slightly different because of the program you've had? So, I think it, it's a huge strength, and I can't compliment the lads enough for how quickly they've kind of picked up, you know, that, them principles. Was that in anticipation of something Borough were doing? Sorry, anticipation or something? Was that in reaction to something Borough or something in, in anticipation of Borough what what they might do in the second half? It's probably a bit more gut feeling on, on how the game felt. So in terms of what I was seeing and how I kind of felt in-game that, you know, it was a, OK, we, we have to give up space. Where and how do we want to do that? Um, so, yeah, it was, it was probably you know, slightly more of a reaction than it was a pre-planned, let's do this. Um, how's Scott Twine doing? Because we were sort of maybe this week, depending on what happened. I'm, I'm still hopeful for this week, to be fair. He, um, he's training today, so we'll we'll see how he responds to that, and then yeah, go from there really. And Mark Sykes, very close as well. Could, was there any temptation to play him on Saturday in the twenty ones? Yeah, it, it, so with the hamstring injuries that you get, they obviously need a certain exposure to a high speed running. So he's he's ticked that off now, so he's a lot closer. Um, like I say, his, his training base has been quite good. It's just been quite controlled. So now he's been opened up a little bit more. It allows us to. Kind of progressing back quite quickly, so yeah, he's. I'm hopeful this week he'll be involved. And having watched Southampton, I'm not saying you're going to give it all away, but like, how how do you see them having? How do you think they've progressed since that meeting in November? Yeah, to be fair, they they they've they've made certain tweaks and adaptations to what they're trying to do. Uh, you just have to see the quality they've got. You know, you see the quality of the first goal at the weekend. It's just mm. you can set up however you want, but if someone can produce a moment of quality like that, you're similar to Carl Walker Peters when we played them, right? Yeah. I think you, and, that, and that's the, the danger and that's the level they've got. Do you know what I mean? I think you, when, when you look at it you, tactically, they're obviously well coached, well set up, real clear identity. But then within that, if you've got individuals that can produce moments of magic, there's the, there's the challenge. But I think we've got that, and we'll we'll definitely generate that and create that. And again, I think we're we're in a good spot. I think you know mentally, you know it was obviously good to get the win the other day, but also you know they're off the back of some strong performances. Um, and, and emotion is as much as I talk around controlling it. I think sometimes you know a little bit of a release, but also a bit of a you know. A, I think now we've had time to kind of get over Nottingham Forest and go right. Well, you know performance level was terrific that night. You know, back it up with then a win. You kind of we've kind of had a week where we've probably got both things out of games that you know we can use to learn and and kind of motivate us to get to, you know to to go and perform tomorrow night, but also try and get the result. How much? Uh, sorry to bring the game up, but the, the Leeds experience and I appreciate the different teams, but the quality level is obviously up yeah. there in terms of the championship. How much of that experience will it, could end up being a positive thing with regards to tomorrow night? <laughs> Let you know afterwards. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I think, yeah, as you know me, I, I took a lot around like the learning experience of the group, and that, that that was one obviously that none of us were happy with or enjoyed or you know want want to um, replicate again in the future. It's not to say it will never happen again, but at the same point, I think you know it's because it's so recent. I think it's something that you know will be fresh in the lads' heads. That you know why did that happen, and, and making sure we go and we we do us, we play our game, we 
try to you know go and implement you know our, our style on the game and, and you know and control it in a way that we want. Last one. Um, you say about the sort of the potential of the group, the ceiling, this kind of thing. It probably isn't quite known yet, given the, the average age. When you're kind of looking at this season, you've had a reasonable amount of games now in charge. Like, do you see a certain potential for this team in this season with regards to the league table, or is that a little bit too definitive? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to be non-committal on that, right? <laughs> for me, I think. I keep talking about it. When I look at all the games we've had this season, the only one was Leeds probably where I go, they were, they were better than us definitely yeah. that day. And, and some of that was on us, I think, as well. So I think it was us on a poor day and them on a good day. Um, so again, when I, when I look at the rest of the games, the margins are so fine. Um, so again, I think we, we've consistently performed at a level across the number of games we've had here. You know, and Of course, not for 95 minutes of every game, but you know, for a minimum of 45, 60, 70 minutes, you know, we've, we've had games where we've been the more dominant side I think it's now a case of you know we're in that stage still where I keep talking about training but you know some of those bits of turning that control into results you do need to work at which we don't have the time so again the lads have done a great job at learning game to game and in the game um, so again you know the, the fact once we get through this week we then have a little bit of training time you know to, to try and implement little bits and, and yeah, I know what we work on so I can see whether it comes out in games or not so, you know it was few weeks ago we did a bit of work literally 15 minutes work quite isolated on throw-ins so there's no coincidence now if you look at the last three games throw-ins have been better because we did 15 20 minutes on it mm, okay. but, but when there's large amounts of areas to work on it, and, and, you, and you need to revisit I think it's not always around working on new stuff you, you know you need to revisit you need to go back to your core principles and and you know make sure they become habit which you know sometimes you, you move them forward and then obviously you work on something else and then yeah, what you worked on three weeks ago takes a bit of a, a setback. So it's, it's that constant process of how do we, you know, continually move forward collectively, individually, um, and that's why the bit for me is, like I said, once we get some time on the grass, I think it will be hugely beneficial for you know for the individual and the team.